Blog Talk Radio. I'm sorry your mom died, but you kept both of my daughters away from me. Yes, I stole your husband, but you deserved it. Now you should feel bad for me and forgive me. No one ever forgives me. Welcome to Take Two Radio. We are pleased to bring you interviews with people in the entertainment and music industry, discussions and recaps of the four remaining daytime soaps, that's The Bold and the Beautiful, The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, and Days of Our Lives, as well as various other shows. For upcoming and previous shows, check Take2Radio.com, that's with the number two, and you can find us on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and other streaming apps. Follow us on social media at Take2Radio, and thanks for listening. Hi, everybody. This is David, supping for Pam on Take2Radio, Soaps and Review. And with me tonight, I have Vinny. Hey, what's up, Dave? Hello, everybody. How uh, are you today? Good. And we, I'm doing fine. And we have Anthony. Hey, hey, hey. The guys are here, and we are wait. We are waiting on Candace. I'm hoping she's making it. She didn't. She will. I know in our candy girl, she'll be here in a few moments. Um, I guess I'll be the one. Um, we're gonna start out on it? a bit of a somber. Yeah, I'm gonna take it. Um, we're starting off on a bit of a somber note today. Um. Over the last year, we've we've seen a, a lot of the icons of the daytime industry pass on to a better place. Uh, we just recently mm-hmm. experienced what I believe is was an absolutely phenomenal job of of marking Jacqueline Zeman on General Hospital, and we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Um, but we sadly have to pay respects to two more. David Gale, who many of you may know as one of the Joe Scanlons on Port Charles, passed away at age 58, and we send our love and light to his family and all the folks who remember him from his various roles. Um, he did a lot of prime time guest spots as well. He was uh, he was he was a good guy, a good guy, um, and that might have been a bit eclipsed because we found out. Um, a few days ago, well, I'm getting choked up. Um, we found out a few days ago that Bill Hayes of Days of Our Lives um, passed away, and Bill and his wife Susan, um, I mean, they are, they will forever be the icons. You know, there's Luke and Laura, of course, and and there no one will ever take Luke and Laura's place. Um, you know, and and lower that in any way, shape, or form. But but Bill and Susan have been on Days of Our Lives since the beginning, and um, it's just amazing. When I think about a year ago, a little more than a year ago at this time, he was playing possessed by the devil at 97 years old. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the yeah. man <laughs> is an an icon, an icon, a legend, and the 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 hole that that leaves in the days of our lives family um, is going to be a hard one 
a hard one to 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 fill over um memories there have been some amazing beautiful tributes from both you know the castmates and and crew of days of our lives but also from soap you know soap uh, not not notables across the across the genre um you know nikki newman um lord have mercy my brain tonight um Melody Scott Thomas? Melanie Scott, yes, thank you. Um, wrote a beautiful tribute. Um, I, I go back to to Marlena, aka Deidre Hall, and she said, you know, being around him was a masterclass in itself, um, both in acting and in life. Um, spoke about the love between um, you know, between Bill and, and um and Susan and, and how they could communicate without saying a word, just the raise of an eyebrow or the furrow of a brow, you know, could be a paragraph's worth of dialogue between the two of them. It's absolutely beautiful tributes. And, um, you know, I spoke about the possession storyline um, and, and how, you know, there are still scenes that are coming. This man he loved his show loved his days of our lives family loved the soap community um and loved entertaining and so you know it's going to be bittersweet as he comes on screen over the next couple of months um Vinny, as as um you know as someone newer to days of our lives um what are your thoughts and feelings um i mean obviously I only got to know the tail end of his run there. And, you know, he's still got a couple of scenes left to come up. Um, but it, it was nice getting to know, getting to see the legacy of the characters that were there, um, knowing that um, knowing that they were just, just an integral part of Christmas and the holidays and, you know, um, with – you know, Chad and his kids staying at their house. Like, it, it yeah. almost felt like they were going to almost give them a bigger role at this point. Um, but um, it, it's it's always hard. But, I mean, you look at somebody who's lived that kind of a lifestyle or, or that long of a life, I should say, and, you know, you're almost – you celebrate them. You're, you're sad because you won't see them on your screen. But at the same time, it's like – the, the the guy basically worked up until his death. You know what I mean? There's so mm-hmm. few people that actually get to do that. Um, and, and love doing it. And love exactly. doing it. And seeing the scene with him and his wife and Dick Van Dyke, it, it, even though you yeah. know, he couldn't participate because it was in the wheelchair, it was, it was great. Mm-hmm. You know, David, you know, to be able to play a character for over 50 years, that transcends, um, that transcends a character on a screen. You know, for, for those of us that have been watching Days of Our Lives for, for, you know, more than a few years, this is, this is our, this is our, you know, older uncle, this, you know, or even, yeah. a, you know, step-grandfather. This is someone who, who is part of the tapestry of, of, of a show that we love, that we take into our lives. So, David, you know, what are some of your favorite memories of, of Bill, either off-screen or on? Oh, God. Um, well, let me see. I go back, jeez, I go back 1980, 81, 
Yeah. And yeah, so I remember um um Julie was a lot like Sammy back then. And yes, um, she was. But it was yeah. And um he was he was in a relationship. He had he was married to her mother. And they had hope together. And then yeah. after Addie, Addie passed. That, so I'm looking. I'm looking at um, a scene. I don't know. You may not recall her. She's probably before you can remember. Her name was Brenda Benet, and she was Lee Dumond. She was. She was actually the introduction to bring. Joe Mascolo in because he was Stefano she was Stefano's first mistress, so it went between Lee and Julie for Doug and she was and how he handled it. He was a master back then. Yeah. He just went off. I mean, torn between a woman of ill reputable uh, you know, during the, um, the anniversary, I'm sorry, go ahead, David. Yep. But he was, I, I just call him a master. He was, I, I was, I was just so thankful for my best friend to introducing me to days of our lives at that time. And, and, uh, it was, it's just, it was, he was just. It was just like drinking water for him. Yeah. You know, during the anniversary a couple of years ago, Bill and, and Susan um, graced the cover of Time Magazine as well as many others, and, and they were on um, the Ellen show. And I remember her asking, you know, what's the secret to, you know, to the marriage? You, you guys are, you know, icons in, in the entertainment industry to, to last so long and, and to still seem to be so happy. I forget exactly how she worded it. And he was so cute about it. He he said, um, first and foremost, my wife is always right. And second, I never forget how hot I am for her and how hot her kisses make me. Um, and, and it was like, you go, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. But but that that was Bill. That that was you know he was inside little nuggets of fun. There were you know you you evaluate it. You, you subscribe it for yourself. The wisdom's there, and it's it's in a way given in a way that if you don't have love, you long for that. That's what you set your bar for. If you're in love and you've forgotten, you remind yourself. If you've lost love. Then you go back and you remember those memories. He he just had a way with so little words of making you think and and making you experience. And I think that that personality came through in his acting and and gave us such. There's so many so many memories. I I remember you know the the island storyline when um, the reunion you know the the reunions all happened and the 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 acting that was done around that period and again I got to go back to a year and a half ago possessed by the devil to be mm-hmm. it, it was just, I, I I just marveled 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 so 
We here at Take Two Radio, of course, send all of our love and light to Susan, um, to the Days of Our Lives family, and to the SOAP community at large for Bill and also for David. And, I mean, it's I, I saw a conversation that went back and forth on, on uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, you know, saying that there, you know, so many, we're losing so many. But when you, you know, when you face and understand the, you know, the history of, of the television medium um, and soap operas are a huge piece of that. You know, these, these icons, um, you know, we see them in, in reruns and experience them. And then we hear about, I mean, Dave, Bill, we saw on, on, on days on a regular basis, but you know, they don't last forever. And, and unfortunately as you know, as we go on, you know, year after year, we're going to lose more and more. And, and the fact that Days of Our Lives, General Hospital, The Young and the Restless, um, both of the beautiful too, but, you know, both is about half, half, half the age of, of General and, and Days. You know, the fact that they're still standing is a testament to all of these wonderful people, the writers, the executive producers, you know, the set designers, I could, you know, spend the next two hours naming what all the people that it takes to put these shows on, but the amount of love that they put into, you know, giving us this entertainment on a five-day-a-week basis is a testament um, and coming up with, with things that keep us engaged and keep us coming back for more. Bill, you will absolutely be missed, and you will be remembered with love. And I um, want to share something with you guys. I want you to go back. I'm going to try and find it for all of you. I think it goes back. Um, it was Valentine, our Valentine's Day episode, um, I think, in either 2013 or 14, And we had Bill and Susan on. And what a delight <laughs> they were. Please go search in the archives for that. Absolutely. Candace. Hi. Hi, Candace. Before we get into recaps, we were talking about David and Bill, um, you know, our, our losses over the last two weeks. So the crazy part is, and we also lost Alec, Luther, um, who was on All My Children, and I Want to Be a Soap Star. Um. So, with Bill Hayes, let's just say this. I I have not met him. I, I never met him personally. But I felt like I did, if that makes sense. To me, he was that cool, funny, smart, handsome, dedicated, talented man that you could easily go up to and say hi. Oh, um, okay. Um, oh, still got it. David, you might have to... Maybe be- that's Bill saying hi to us right now. Right? Hi, Bill. Hi, Mr. Hayes. Right. Um, the thing is, is that, you know, um, I my earliest... It's, it's funny... The earliest memory I have of Bill Hayes actually is not Days of Our Lives related. 
it's actually Disney related. Davy Crockett. Um, my, my great uncle and my grandfather used to listen to the ballad of Davy Crockett. You guys know that song, Davy, Davy. Crockett. Now, of course, that's Bill Hayes yeah. that sings it. So, oh wow! Oh, you guys didn't know that? I didn't. Oh, there you go. The more you know. Um, yeah. He recorded. He recorded yeah, that song. Yeah, I didn't song. know that either, Candace. Wow. Yeah, he recorded that song. That was his first number one hit. Um, and of course, you guys can go on YouTube and hear it. You know, it, it's literally him. So that's actually my first. That was my first introduction to Bill Hayes. But I just didn't know who he was until later on in life. I can say that he enjoyed. He enjoyed this life. He, you can see it on his face. And when you read, you know, the stories from like William J. Bell and, you know, all the writers and stuff, the word that they use so much for Bill Hayes is human. I mean, yes, he's a human. He was a human. Yeah, that's true. But he had human reaction, human emotions. And, you know, we we all say, you know, one day, one day, one day, but you just don't want that one day to happen because you feel so like, shoot, he was like 98 years old. No. Yes. 98 is, is kids play to these, to, these, to these folks now. They live until one, 101, 104. You know, it's like they, they're, they're going to be here forever. And that was, that was the magic of Bill Hayes is that he was young. He was young at heart. He's out there yep. singing, um, you know, simply irresistible. He's, you know, still doing his little jiving. You know, him playing the devil. Come on now. Like, yep. seriously. Like, but, Dave, thank you for that, by the way. But, again, you know, when we heard the news, and it was just right after the, the Christmas episode. And it just was like it punched you in the stomach a little bit. And it was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, no. Like, no, 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 no. And then you started to take it, take it in, you know. And it, I, I'm going to say this for me, for me. It's not going to hit me to like crying and stuff until summer. Because if you guys don't know, Days of Our Lives takes 5,000 years in advance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> about. Yeah. Um, and, and they said that there are scenes with him in June. So yeah, he's, we're going to. He's going to be yeah. on. Yeah, he's going to be on throughout until like summertime. So it's, you know, it's, we're still blessed to see him in his, in his, in his action, in his mode and everything. And I, I kind of caught some wind, some heat, as the kids say on social media, when I said, you know, he passed away and people was already talking about Doug's death. And I said, I get it, but not now because they still has to process their grieving. They just lost somebody that's been with them for 50 years. 50. Yep. Yep. It's not like it's somebody, like, regardless of who, well, how long it's been and everything, people still need to process the grieving. 
Deidre Hall earlier today posted, and you talk about somebody that was really close to them, literally close to them. She posted. And yeah. I said, you know, you know, just like with us in real life, you know, when we lose a family member or somebody, we have that grieving period. And then we start to, to figure out what is the next step. I will say this. I, I trust that Dave will honor Mr. Hayes and Doug when the time is right. You right know, now, I, I like, want to jump in there while you say that and say this. We we spoke about it with John Lindstrom. You know, we just, before you got on, Candace, we were talking about, um, just for a brief moment, Jackie Zeman and how General yeah. Hospital, you know, how the Young and the Restless handled Christoph St. John. Um, I really want to ask on behalf of the Soap fan community that this be, that this be, the tribute to end all tributes. Um, you're talking over 50 years. I, I really ask them to vote more than two shows and, and spend a little bit of money to bring back people. Um, really, you know, if you've got to, if we got to wait until Christmas time next year, because you're going to do it with fabulousness, we will all forgive you, but do it right. Do this man, do his wife who is still with us, right. Well, and that's another thing, too, and I want to say this, is that we got to think about Susan. Yep. We got to think about Susan. And by the way, Susan, if you're listening, my heart goes out to you, sweetie. My heart, I'm wrapping you around tightly with my arms of warmth and comfort. Because, and this is why I said what I said on social media, we have to think about her. She's just lost the love of her life in real time. I cannot fathom. You go into work and you have to get ready to say goodbye to your on-screen love love mm-hmm. interest. She's going to have to do this twice. You guys. Yeah. Yep. She's going to have to do the the show is going to yeah. have to do this twice. As far as them reaching out. Look, I think everybody said it, Kristen Alfonso. And I'm going to say this too. It is up to, I mean, you can throw money, but honestly, it is up to the actors if they do want to come back. There may be some things that they don't want to come back to, and we have to respect that. I know, I know. Trust and believe. Hope is his only daughter. Jennifer Rose it has to be there too. And I say that yeah. is that when they get themselves together, when the writers create the story and do the all that jazz, reach out to whoever they can get. And because I, I kept saying, I said, in my, like actually last night I said this to myself, which is probably not good talking to yourself, but hey, it's, it's therapy. Um, did you get yourself back? Yeah, I did actually. <laughs> All right, well, we'll talk said, offline. I got a couple of numbers for you. I, I said, you know, like with Dave, you know, I was thinking about McDonald Carey and Francis yeah. Reed and how they did yeah. those. You know, like again, you know, it wasn't it Kanye. wasn't over the top. It was simple. 
And I was thinking yeah. to myself, would they do it like that? And and I'm going to be honest, I, like what you said, Anthony, I want them to take their time because we are going to still see him around summer. I do not, and let me preference this, do not want November to find out that Doug passed away. I yeah. don't want December to find out Doug passed away. Give me a whole, give me a year. I'm also thinking, again, real time here for the people at Days of Our Lives who literally, they went through a lot last year, okay? They went through a lot last year that we're seeing now on screen. We're seeing the consequences of certain things that happen on the screen now. I want to give Susan and her family that time. Do you see what I'm saying? I want to give them that time because now I don't want them to, to, to have to go to work and it's the holiday season and they're re- reliving this. So that's my thought about that. So, again, Mr. Bill Hayes, you you got to beat you. You were a kid. You were a kid. I, I ain't going to lie. Um, I just want to say, you know, I'm going to miss you, man. I'm just going to miss you. But, you know, thankfully we're, we'll, we'll still be able to see you on, you know, clips because this past weekend they did something re- remembering Mr. Yeah. Bill Hayes um, and everything. People was posting the famous Jimmy Fallon clip, which I used to I used to throw shade at Jimmy Fallon at NBC, but you know it was nice that they did that. You know they had you know little things, of course, the Lifetime Achievement Award that they won, um, and and stuff like that. So my thoughts and prayers goes out to to everybody who loves him and Susan. Again, my my arms are wrapped around you, um, David Gale. Look. <clears throat> I, I've known this man since Robin Hood. Yeah. I can take yes. it all the way back. I can take it all the way back. <laughs> See, some of you guys are too young to know. Well, wait a minute. Should I just say that? Too young? <laughs> too young, too old? I don't know. To remember that. Where, it where, Candace? It was, can you hear me? I can yeah. hear you. Okay. Yeah. It was the Aaron Spelling... Saturday. So it was these two shows, Robin Hood, and then there was University Hospital. Oh, my yep. gosh, what a time to be alive. So they yep. played, you know, one of the thugs, like, reform, cop, undercover people, and stuff like that. That's how I knew him first. And then, of course, you know, him being the second Joe Scanlon on Port Charles, then him being, you know, on Savannah, which WB, I'm still mad at you for canceling. We're talking about that another Me time. Me too. <laughs> Wasn't he on uh, 90210? He was on 90210. He played uh, Brenda's huh. Date and stuff like Brenda's that. Date. When I Look, when I said, when I heard about this, I just shook my head because I was like, again? And he's so young. Like again, okay. Look, I'll be forty. I'll be forty-two in a couple of weeks. I have no shame about my age. Okay, I'm. I'm glad that I'm making it. But when I see like fifty and fifty-eight, I'm like, yo, that's not too old. That's still young. And then the second thing I thought about, I said both Scale and Scale and Brothers are are gone. Jay, yep. Jay, who played Frank, he passed away what a year ago as well, like two years, almost two years ago. Two years and ago. Now, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. David, who played the second, like I said, the second Joe one. So I was like, 
the hell is going on? And again, we don't know anything. We don't. We haven't been told any details or anything. And truth be told, I don't want to know. You know what I mean? Sometimes I just don't want to know these things. Um, but my thoughts and prayers goes out to this family and to the poor Charles family. My God, I'm like, the, it's just crazy. And like I said, we did lose somebody else, Alex um, Muser, who played um, Winter Harmon's character uh, from All My Children. Um, you know, he played yeah. um, Del. Yep, Del. Um, Alex had won the I Want to Be a Soap Star on Soapnet contract. Y'all remember Soapnet? Because I sure enough did. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he did other movies. Adam Sandler actually posted um, a, a nice tweet. Um, I actually met Alex, and I can honestly just tell you this. He was such a goofball, and he was such a, a gentleman. Because he, he, wasn't, he wasn't used to it. He wasn't used to the soap fans, but he was really chill. He was really cool. And so when I found out he passed away, 50, 50. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and, you know, sadly we did find out, you know, the cause. And I, and I would just like to say this. You never know what's going on in somebody's life or somebody's mind and heart. That's why it's always good to check up on your friends and family. Check check their mental, you know, because we're, look, we just came off of the holiday blues, right? Mm-hmm. We are now getting into mm-hmm. what I like to call the financial blues. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Tax season. Yes, bills, yeah. Valentine's Day, spring is sprung, all this stuff. So just check up on your friends. But, again, you know, to these three men, um, in their own way, they they made an impact on daytime and us fans, and they will sorely be missed. Yeah. Um, yes, they will. So we are going to start talking about our shows. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, got a, I got a lot to say. Wait, Anthony, on, wait on... hold up. Wait, wait. Y'all did, did y'all talk about the breaking news? No, we no, didn't. We, just... Oh, no, we didn't. No. We were waiting for you. That's right. Go ahead, girl. That's Go right. ahead. Okay. 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 Go ahead. I forgot about okay. that. <laughs> okay. So this is this, – okay, so I'm going to let y'all know if my voice goes in and out, it's because I was sick, but I think I'm going to muster my strength for this. General Hospital fans, how are you feeling right now? How are you feeling, General Hospital fans? Because we had it was news that broke earlier today that allegedly at the time that Dan and Chris were let go of their co-head writing positions at General Hospital. Yeah. Well, well, it wasn't a rumor <laughs> because, because oh my God, I can't believe I'm saying this. On January 22nd, 2024, a new era has started at General Hospital with somebody that's already been there for over 25 years, which is Elizabeth yep. Port. You guys know Elizabeth. Hey, girl. She is co-head writer. Hey, girl. However, the shock heard around the soap world, and I'm going to actually let Anthony take this honor because I think he said this. We've been talking about this person for a hot minute now, okay? Mm-hmm. We actually, it's actually funny because I can pinpoint when we started talking about this person's name last March. Yep, go ahead, girl. Take it, take it. You, no, this you is your take, thing, no, girl. I'm take it. No, no, no. You take it, girl. You take it. No, 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 no. I would like to do because my voice is going to go out. Oh boy. You go ahead and take the honors. The other co-head writer of General Hospital, who has previous experiences with Gone and Light, loving the bold and the beautiful, 
and has been there at General Hospital when it was in its hate era, the 90s. Ladies and gentlemen, Anthony, who is the co-head writer along with Elizabeth? Anthony? Did Anthony drop? He's still here. Anthony? David, take it away. So, uh, let me see if I say this right. Patrick Mulcahy. Yep. He's back. He's back. He's out of retirement. Hey, am I here? Oh. Hello? Yeah, yeah you're, you're here. here. You dropped, man. Okay. No, no, no you were still on the board. I was talking, and I'm like, why aren't they reacting? <laughs> yes, back. Because you got to hit me. Back. <laughs> Patrick back. Yeah. No, I was. I, I did a little. Um, I did a little musical. Da 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 da. da. It's Patrick. <laughs> I literally like said that. And then you, there was nothing. There was nothing. But yeah, Patrick is back at General Hospital. Um. Okay, let me go. Let me do this real quick. Vinny, Vinny, do you have prior experience? Like, how how long have you been watching General Hospital? I've been watching General Hospital pretty religiously since 2010. Oh, oh, well, welcome to Patrick, <laughs> Patrick's General Hospital. You're in for a treat, honey. You're in for a treat. Yeah. Let me, let me well, like you I told, was there like when I told they David earlier. Time, am I right? Go ahead. Wait a minute. Let me hear Vinny, and then I'll hear you, David. Go ahead, Vinny. Uh, okay. I, well, no, I was just about to make a joke. I said, uh, I, like I told David earlier, I'm just happy it's not Vince Russo or Tony Khan. I did with you. I got that. Here, okay. So let me let me kind of break it down to to everybody about about this because I this is okay. First and foremost, I got to do it to Dan and Chris. You did what you was told to do and what you needed to do. At General Hospital. Right. Dennis, let me okay. jump in there real quick and say, sure. I believe Chris fought tooth and nail many, many times over the last three years. I don't, I, I, I don't think Chris got um, the respect of a co-head writer. They were told and they were pushed in directions. I can't speak as much for Dan. But, you know, I know Chris fought and fought and fought for storylines that went dead, that were going off the rails, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but go ahead, Candace. Well, I was going to say, like, okay, so I'm going to try to be really nice tonight about this. Again, when you're writing for soap that has gone through the ups and downs, and, and let the record show General Hospital – Yes, I know Bold and Young and Russell's in days, but General Hospital has really gone through a lot in the last couple of years. Um, it's not an easy task. And Chris came over from One Life to Live. He was trained, you know, by Ron um, and them. Um, and he came over, and again, General Hospital is, is that fast-paced soap. It's like boom, boom, but, like, you got, like, there's so much action going on here and there. However, 
as many of us know, the last couple of years of General Hospital, the pacing of their storytelling has been very bad. There are certain storylines that just dragged on forever and a day. There was right <laughs> streaming right now. Wait till August. Um, there were certain things that just didn't pop like they were supposed to. Certain reveals that fell flat. Characters kind of be written out of character. You know stuff like that. I kind of figured something was happening when they brought Nathan Varney back over to oversee General Hospital's daily, um, yep. like, you yep. know, daily, you know, observation. Um, and, of course, there was a writer strike. And, you know, here's the thing. Nobody's going to fire a writer doing a strike, right, because that's actually against the law. Again, like I said, Dan and Chris, you gave, you gave fans some things. We're not, you know, we're forever grateful. But when you take a look at certain things like Emmy Award winnings, they have not won Best Show in a hot minute. I mean, yeah, this year they did, but other than that, you know, General Hospital used to always, every time you turn on the Emmys, I'll say the drama series is General Hospital, General Hospital, General Hospital, General Hospital, General Hospital, General Hospital. They haven't done that in a hot minute. Um, ratings. And they haven't won count. an Emmy for the writing since 2009. Exactly. And that's. And, and I know a certain somebody who's probably like, yeah, we know. It was us. Um, so I'll see to some of y'all who's on there. But, no, it's just, it's. You know, Candace, let's go in the yeah. direction of Elizabeth and Patrick themselves. Right. Um, you, you know, Dan, Dan, Chris, you you kept us going. You gave us some things like Candace said. Um, and you will forever go down in the annals as writers and, and, and thank you for your service, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, Elizabeth is someone who has stayed true to the historical nature as much as possible mm-hmm. on a show like General Hospital. Elizabeth knows the history, knows these characters, knows you know, who sneezed during a funeral in, you know, in 1994. Uh, you know, the, the archive of, of, you know, Elizabeth is true to the storytelling. Each soap has its, its little niches of how they tell story. And Elizabeth holds true. And now you bring Patrick in. Patrick is... Patrick is good at the follow-through. General Hospital never lost its shock. General Hospital involved, you have to admit. I I just have to do this real quick. I have to do this real quick. I'm going to read off Patrick's resume because I I want our listeners to understand. First and foremost, this man has been in the game since, since, and I joke with him all the time about this, since I was born. (laughs) Hi, Patrick, in case you're listening. All right. He started out with Texas. Y'all remember Texas? On NBC, he was the head writer of Gone Light. The year that Gone Light won, they had an Emmy, 82, okay? All right, he went over to Santa Barbara. He he went back over to Gone Light. He was the Brackdale writer of Gone Light. He co-head writer of Gone Light in, the, in 94. Y'all know what happened those years, 93, 94. Y'all was there. He was the script writer at General Hospital from 96 to 99. And if you're a true General Hospital fan, 
You know what happened those years, right? He was the breakdown uh-huh. writer from from ninety eight to ninety nine, as well as the associate head writer. This man was doing it all over there. But 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 and you know I'm I'm saying it like this. He was that bold and beautiful. And let me tell you the story that he did at Bold and Beautiful. I feel like I'm really like representing him right now. If you are a Bold and Beautiful fan, he did the Rick and Maya storyline. Yeah. Okay. That was his. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Yes, it was. He was responsible for recreating Maya and turning that into a blockbuster must-see television. Patrick? Except I got one bone to pick with him. Why did they have a bathtub in the middle of the living room? Well, I can never explain. But go on, Candace. Okay, it's rich people. It's rich people. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, it filmed beautifully. Not, it was a gorgeous scene. It was but, crazy. I have, but it's rich people. I have never been in nobody's apartment where there is a bathtub in the middle of the have living room except those tiny little apartments in New York. Wait, have you ever been in, a, in, a, in somebody's closet and there's a bathtub in there? Yes, you don't remember? Yeah. There were couches. There was a desk. I know. I'm like, this ain't a bathroom. What the hell is this? We're <laughs> but people. no, I'm kidding. Go on. I mean, I do know somebody who actually has a bath. A ba- I'm not saying person's name, but they have a, a bathtub in their closet. <laughs> All Rich right, continue, Candace. I just had to throw and, that in. Anyway, but no, but Patrick, Patrick is, he's not, and I want to, because I saw some people saying, okay, great, old people are coming to General Hospital, there's no new blood. But General Hospital is stuck in a situation where they have disconnected themselves from what has really made General Hospital General Hospital. Yeah. And this is why we keep saying for us, and Vinny, you're going to learn this, hopefully, is mm-hmm. General Hospital was, was the 90s yes. General Hospital was everything. It had the family drama. It had the dynamics. It was not like a... a it still had the adventure of the 80s in a different way. It still had well, the no, adventure. It, it, had the... Just had more, it was more human... It was more human structure on General Hospital yes. than what I'm yes. seeing now. This is just me. Because when we get into it, I have an issue with General Hospital. I knew it was going to have one. I knew it was going to happen sooner or later. But it's just the dynamic, and I'm going to say this, to the fans who are saying, oh, okay, what are they going to do that's so much better? The storylines are going to move a little faster. One. And they're going to make more sense. And not only that, but they're going to connect history to it because there's a certain somebody who's about to return in approximately a couple of weeks that is going to need some major reconstruction. His name is Jason Morgan. Welcome back, Patrick, to daytime. Elizabeth, girl, you know what you got to do. You know what you got to do. Frank, leave them alone. Yes. ABC, leave them alone. And and ABC, 
ABC, hey, how you doing? It's me, Candace. I understand network because network interference is a real thing. Please, for the love of Agnes, William, Ken, everybody, Erna, for the love of Erna Phillips, please let them do their job. Please. Hey, Candace, that's before that's we actually – it's pretty clear we're going to go to General Hospital. Before we go there, yes. I cannot substantiate, but I am seeing it all over the place. Have you heard anything about Jonathan Jackson coming back to General Hospital? That is not okay. actually here's a rumor. What, here's what Candace is heard. Candace is doing her own investigation. Screw this. Um, as some of you guys know, there has been rumors that Lucky Spencer may be coming back to General Hospital later this year, which I would not be mad at. However, which version of Lucky is coming back. Is it Jonathan Jackson, who originated the role and won five Emmys, or Jacob Young, who originated the role in, in, in 2000 on up and won a daytime Emmy, his only Emmy for that role? Well, so far, we haven't heard anything else. As our no, sources, I only see those blurbs. Yeah, wait a minute. You notice how I did the quote, our sources? <laughs> have reached out to both Jackson and to Young. Stay tuned. We'll find out who's coming back. <laughs> back to you, Lucia. You know, tell them what All got right. that started, though. Tell them what got oh. that started. Well, there, well, there was a couple because of things of that got started. Spoiler. It was a certain spoiler saying that somebody from Elizabeth's past is going to knock on the door. So some people were saying it's Jason, and some people were saying it's Lucky. Um. With the given, with the recent situation of not having Lucky Spencer at his aunt Bobby's funeral, <clears throat> many people are wondering: Is Lucky coming back? So again, I mean, it would be interesting if Lucky does come back and start paying his child support, because I don't like how they made him mm-hmm. a deadbeat dad. But that's another story for another day. Patrick, fix that. Um, I'm telling Patrick and Elizabeth what to do already. <laughs> Um, so stay tuned because Lauren does need one of her kids there. So it's not like Lulu's going to wake up anytime soon. Hey, Elizabeth and Patrick, another storyline. Yep, yep, wake yep. Wake up, Lulu. All right. So I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna start off the General Hospital with a quick little yes, PSA. Um, the character of Nina, played by the amazing Cynthia Watros, Emmy Award winner. I'm gonna say it. And Abby Award winner, absolutely. Y'all all know I was in the Nina Sunny camp for a long time. I <laughs> honestly, that you know, let's play the behind the scenes versus what we got to see on screen. Two major characters had to go for reasons of you know COVID, et cetera, et cetera, and they had to scramble and they had to fix. Um, I like that they gave the life to the Nina Sonny relationship. I'm never going to unlike that. It is what it is. Most people don't, uh, and that's fine. Here's the thing. If we don't have characters like Nina, who could someday, uh, Candace, breathe a minute before you respond, who could someday turn into a Tracy Quartermain? Because remember, folks, Tracy, Tracy, has not evolved into the character that she is without having watched her daddy holding daddy's pills, watch her daddy fake die on the floor, without 
having slept with, with Tracy did some things, y'all. Tracy did some things. Let's remember mm-hmm. real quick. Nina was in a coma for 20 yes. years. She is not a, you know, young mm-hmm. 50-something-year-old woman emotionally. She's a mid to late 20-year-old something emotionally playing in a world of her peers and trying to hang. I'm not justifying what Nina does, but if we don't have a Nina-like character on Canvas, then we don't have half the drama that's happening on Canvas. So, you know, I'm starting this PSA, you know, I'm I'm doing this PSA to say hate the storyline, hate the writing, and, and, and that is absolutely fine. We are not all going to love every story. I know a whole bunch of people that said, oh, why are you bringing the devil back? Are you kidding me? When it comes to, to, to Salem and Days of Our Lives. And a whole bunch of us, like Candace and myself, said, bring it on. And then when we found out it was Doug first, and then we were all saying, oh, it's got to be Johnny. It's got to be Johnny. And then it was Johnny. Um, I'm, I'm digressing into another soap, but yeah, sure. hate on the storyline, that's fine. Don't hate on the actress. You won't no, hate her as much mm-hmm. as you do if she wasn't as good as she is. And with material yeah. that is, I, I hate to say it, material that is less than stellar. Leave Cynthia alone. Let her do her job. All right. Vinny, we haven't heard much from you, so let's start off with you. What are you loving and hating on General Hospital in the last two weeks? Uh, well, I, I mean, taking out the stuff from Bobby's funeral, um, because that was that week alone, in my opinion, was kind of separated. It was fantastic yeah. just the way they mm-hmm. did it. Yes. Having, you know, having the girl who originated the BJ character come back and play an angel and just just the way it all played out. I mean, with the exception of the illogical travel between uh, Port Charles, Amsterdam, Canada, all in a matter of 30 minutes um, that Harley <laughs> and Felicia took. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, outside, outside of that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I thought they did that beautifully. Um, in terms Wait, of you what, Wait, yeah. before you go on, I, I, I'm going to add to that. They righted yeah. a bunch of wrongs in, in that week as yeah. well. They gave Fel- uh, Felicia and Carly moments that needed to have been put on screen. They highlighted yeah. Yeah. Maxie and gave Maxie and BJ the moments. Um, they, they gave Lucas um, and, huh. and Felix. Uh, they, they righted a bunch of wrongs for us. Maybe not the way we would have written it, the way we wanted it, but they gave us – Conclusions, um, uh, what is that thing they always add when you break up? It's a closure. Closure. They gave us closure yeah. in spaces that we have been screaming for. So not only, yeah. and I have to say, my God, beyond Kristoff, I think um, this has been the best saying goodbye, tribute, thank you to all of your service episodes 
um, that we've seen in the last five to ten years. This was so well done, and thank you for taking the careful moments. You couldn't bring back everybody. I get it. I get it. Thank you for giving Scotty and, oh, my God, and Lucy, thank you for giving us those moments. Thank you for acknowledging those things. Thank you for showing Mm -hmm. us, you know, pieces. I wanted more flashbacks. That's me. Um, Thank you for giving us those closure moments. Go ahead, Benny. I'm sorry, but I just had to throw that in there. No, you're you're absolutely right. Um, it it was it was great, and for somebody who, um, like I said, I've been watching GH religiously since 2010, so I didn't know really much about BJ other than what I've heard through the grapevine and through you know other podcasts and stuff. Um, but I thought it I thought it was beautifully done. Um, I absolutely laughed my my butt off at. Um, at Drew when he fired um, Nina. I yeah. And then at the end of the show with Carly walking in, um, my friend, you know, one of the other podcasts about GH, the 10th floor, they posted on X, um, you know, Carly should have had an entrance theme for that. And I, I told him, I, you know, because he was thinking like Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Rock or whatever. I'm like, no. I'm like, Stephanie McMahon walking into the room, that's the theme song that should have been playing. But, see, my thing, and this is what um, got some of the people on X all up in a Twitter, so to speak, um, Mm -hmm. is that with Nina, when she signed the contract with Julian, it had a no-fire clause. Mm -hmm. Now, when Drew Was it a no-fire clause or was it something different? Yes. It, it was a no-fire clause. No, it was a no-fire no clause, but all that becomes null and void when Drax and Aurora Drew, Media came into the picture. When Drew takes over. Yep. Um, right. That was, that, was my, that was my thing. That was my, was my retort. Whenever a business changes hands, because Drew and Sam bought Aurora from uh, Julian, all those right. contracts have to be renegotiated. So if Nina never... You know, obviously we didn't see any new contract being signed, so we have to assume that it was signed and that that no fire clause is in there. My thing is he is acting out of emotion at this point. Carly doesn't know a damn thing about running a magazine, let alone a fashion magazine. Nina didn't either when she came in. She basically came in as – you know, just somebody to be a figurehead to a tax write-off for Julian Jerome. But she put in the work, she learned from Maxie, and she was able to turn Crimson into a successful magazine. I'm wondering where this is going now, because you have, you have Carly who's running Bobby's now, and now she's running Crimson. How is that going to – but yet Nina's still on top of the Metro Court. So – how is that all going to work together? That's I am anxiously awaiting how that story how that story is going to play out. I'm going to throw this out to you. Okay, back in the day before you were watching, Kelly's was the team yes. hangout of Poor Charles. Yep. Elizabeth yes. worked there for a brief period of time. Nicholas worked. Everybody, Lucky worked. Every well, Lucky worked there because it was his family. Right. Everybody worked there at some point in the heyday 
that Candace was talking about earlier. So what they need to do is Carly needs to turn around and say to her daughter, okay, listen, I need some help here. While I look for mm-hmm. someone, you got to go in there and you, you know, you got to be mama while I'm, I'm figuring out how to be a fashion maven editor, editor. And they need to center the teen scene back into Kelly's. Um, yes. The rumors are true, by the way. William Lipton will be back on Canvas um, early, right after Feb, um, uh, right after March, early um, April. Um, and, and so I don't know what's bringing him back because the semester, but then again, who cares about semesters when you talk, you know, one kid goes out the door one day and then the next day he comes back in and he's 10 years older, you know, we can work with time periods and semesters and things, but you know, you just named Bobby, you just renamed Kelly's Bobby's. Thank you. Loved it. Loved it. Loved Elizabeth painted Bob, uh, Kelly's Lou, uh, Kelly's lucky and Bobby saved Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Having that place, having that, that family around her. So bring the teen scene back into Bobby's, make yeah. Jocelyn work for the summer, whatever, blah, 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 blah. That's how we fix yeah. that. What are you not liking, Vinny? Um, honestly, there's not much that I'm not liking. Um, All right. I mean, yeah, there there are some, you know, boring scenes that are there just to kind of forward things, but I can't honestly say that there's nothing, that there's anything that I'm not liking. I'm the, all right. I, I got a few I'm liking and a few I'm not liking. David, you're next. Um, I liked everything about, about Bobby's uh, tribute. Um, I like the, I like Felicia and Carly. I like all that. I like Elizabeth with a sign. I like the Elizabeth and Carly scenes. I like how people come put aside their differences. Tracy and Carly, um, Lucy and Tracy. I mean, they all like put it aside for now. I like everything about the tribute. I am loving Cynthia Watros. I am ready for I, – I know there's a lot of back and forth about if she's right for this, if she's right for that. But I'm just ready for whatever mess she wants to bring, um, regardless who she's with. I just – I think – and I'm so glad that they're finally doing it with her. I think she's going to let loose, and I can't wait. You know, David, I have to say, you know, to the things you were saying and to, to highlight that, I'm loving that they gave Carly and Tracy that moment. I'm loving that they allow – the thing that I've been annoyed, I'm loving almost everything about Tracy since she's come back. But the thing that I'm, I, I haven't loved is that she was too non-human. Um, and I'm loving that they gave the humanity moments so that we can see it. Um, so I just wanted to add that to your highlights. What are you not liking? Um, probably I'd like I'm not liking the pace. Mm-hmm. Um, everything like I don't. Well, let's take um like one of my 
favorite all-time performers, and this goes back to when I was a kid, Mr. Gregory Harrison. I think they should give him more. I think I I I want to see them give this ALS its real thing, and from what I read, the progression is like two to five years, and I don't think GH is gonna want to invest two to five years watching him go well, down. Well, the strike fighters gave us the the Easter egg that it might not be ALS. Now, we haven't heard anything else about that. Maybe we'll never hear anything else about that again, and it'll be one of those, you know, dangling participants that, you know, we all wonder about. Um, But Lord have mercy, you know we're not going to hear much about Gregory until the trial is done for for Finn. Oh, if if that ever Yeah, that's pretty true. All right, that's, Candy Girl, because I'm going to take clean up out of here. That's the part I'm not liking, too, because, and I told you this on last show, one, they don't give us anything to root for. If if the patients were someone we already knew, because we don't know who the yep. Muldoons are. Um, yeah, exactly. I, and yep. I, like, I like Michael Easton. You know, I I want him, I want them to write for him. And I'm hoping new writers can do something with him because I I I think they're having trouble. I do like him with Elizabeth. I do like him with and you know there are a couple things I did not appreciate is when they put in his past in her story. Yeah, that, and that was a, that yeah. was a major epic fail. Other um, than that, I had no trouble with them being together because I thought it would bring Hayden back if they were together. All right, Candy Girl, let her rip. Hi. What I like about General Hospital was perhaps my favorite episode of this year. I know, the year has just started, and this is my favorite episode. I appreciate them for doing the Bobby episode. I love the fact that it focused on the characters that had history via Bobby, whether it was Bobby the nurse, Bobby the friend, Bobby the family, or Bobby the influence. I love the fact that... um, it was more emotional driven than storytelling, if that makes sense. However, yep. with the story being told, I like how they actually connected it to her past. Obviously, you cannot say teen prostitute anymore. Can't say that. It's now sex trafficking. I love the fact that they went ahead and they did that. I love the fact that Carly had her mini, very fast mini Spencer adventure. She now has her own Spencer adventure. I love the fact that Felicia was there for that. Because another thing is is that I felt it so, yeah, Carly said something about Maxie, and Felicia said something too. And I said, other than that, I bet the audience doesn't know what the other connection is between Carly and Felicia. And I'm surprised you guys didn't say it on the Hmm. show. 
Another connection that Carly and Felicia has is who was Felicia's brother-in-law? Tony. And who did Tony sleep with that Bobby caught him with? Carly. Carly. They they did mention that, Candace. Yeah, they I did. know, but I'm just saying, like, that was, like, another thing, too. Because I thought Carly was going to say, well, you slept with my Uncle Luke. But, you know, we ain't go there. But, oh, yeah, they didn't go there. No, well, well Lucy slept with Luke, too. I hate. Well, there was a reason that I said that is because when they were talking about, you know, like Maxie and stuff like that, I was like, oh, y'all going to get all y'all business out there. I said, okay, let's go, let's go. Like, get all that dirt out. But I was just like, okay, this is interesting. I like the fact that there was people that paired up. I like the fact that Alexis had a flashback. Um, I like that Lucy, you know, and and that's the thing. It's like I was thinking about those who, the early set, the early group. Yep. Which was, you know, the OGs was Laura and Bobby and Scotty and then Lucy and then, you know, da 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 um, and they worked Anna and Robert in, even though when you really think about it, they weren't part of the brownstone set. They weren't part of, they weren't part of Bobby's major storylines, even though they were on canvas at the same time. And so they worked them in in a different way and right. gave the opportunity for them to be supporting characters to the exactly. grieving that was happening. Yep. Exactly. Um, them having, I kept saying that if they were going to do it. I said they're probably going to have, you know, somebody with red hair, you know, see BJ and Tony, right? So when mm-hmm. I saw the girl, when I saw when I saw her, you know, Angela. and she was like, and when they said yeah, so yeah, Angela. Angela Bright, I was like, okay, you know, this is still kind of cute. You know, they brought, you know, somebody that literally was a part of the biggest storyline that General Hospital was ever told. And I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting, you know, like, you know. And I love the shade she gave when Lucy was talking about BJ. And Lucy had mentioned when BJ got, like, drunk some of the nail polish remover, and Angela gave her the look like, yeah, you think? Like, I'm like, okay, what's that about? I love how she had them tell the stories of of how they're going to remember Bobby. Like, the comfort of telling a story of a loved one is, is okay, right? Mm-hmm. Here's where I was like, okay, something's up, because the scene that I think everybody kind of slept on a little bit, it, didn't even, it wasn't even words. It was just seeing them together. Was Maxie, Angela... And Lucas. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. you know, I sat in another world at another time, right? So then I'm over here thinking the next day, right, I'm like, something's still not adding up, right? I'm just like, okay. So when they couldn't find her card, and then she said, my boss told me to go back home. And I'm thinking to myself, I know darn good well the show ain't about to do what I'm thinking they're about to do. I said, I know they're not about to do this. And then I'm in my head talking to myself again. And when they couldn't find her and they couldn't do all of this, and then Felicia 
Because like Maxie said, I can't find her. I looked online. And Felicia was like, Felicia's like this, baby, sit down. Mama got this. Mama knows about how to find out somebody's name. When she did all this, and then it was the flashback, I'm like on the floor crying. We went yep. from not Barbara Jean yep. to, oh, my God, it was Barbara Jean. And I'm like, shout, and I kept saying this, shout out to Christina Wagner. Because if, if throughout this whole story arc, you know, like the bodies, you know, we talk about Laura Wright. We talk about, you know, Ken Shron and Jean. Christina Wagner was the unsung hero of those Thank episodes. You. And, and I want to give her, like I said, I want to give her a special shout out. Because, again, that DJ storyline, to this day. Stand up, because I was going to take this in my wrap-up, and you're doing it, and that's fine with me. I have to point out to those that remember and those that don't go look it up on YouTube. There, the people that say Christina Wagner is the Meg Ryan of soap opera, okay, <laughs> first off, she gave us, in her way, she gave us the grief the facial expression, the, the hitch and the hiccup in the voice. But you go back and you pull up that scene where Felicia finds out that it is BJ's heart and she literally falls down the wall and collapses. I can't believe it. The, the, the anguish between those two women. But Felicia, you know, Christina Wagner's not a, a, an emotional actress. Piss on that. <laughs> Go back and watch those scenes. That woman brought, and I was, you know, a kid. I'm, I'm around your age, Candace, just, just a tiny bit older. Um, gotcha. You know, I remember the anguish, my heart ripping when she fell down that wall. Bobby, no, Bobby, no, 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 no. Don't you sleep when on she, Christina? When she came and, in the hallway, when she came in the hallway, and Bobby is crying. And yep. then she like stopped, and then and then Bobby turned, and she was like, "No, not Papa Jean's heart." It's like, and, yep. and and see, this is this. Okay, I'm telling. I'm just gonna say this Wait, is what's missing in the soap right now. It's Candace, It's the I. It's this the woman, I Christina Wagner, has grieved this year so much. For her to be mm-hmm. able to pull it together, they were good, incredibly good friends off screen. She lost yes, her son. Were. She lost one of her almost best friends in life. This woman has great, for her to come and bring it on screen, don't you tell me she's no Reg, Meg Ryan. And like I said, she, and, she, and, she and, is Julia Roberts, if not a Meryl Streep. Thank you. Go ahead, Candace. Let, let me just say this, too. And this is why I said a shout out to Laura Wright, because Laura Wright lost her mom. And, by, and Jesse yep. Zeman helped her grieve her mother's death. So this is why I say, like, again, this goes back to something we talked about with Days of Our Lives. Let the, actors, let the actors have their grieving moment and whatnot, because it's not easy to, re, to relive all of these emotions. It's really not. But like I said, when, when you had Lucas, and by the way, General Hospital, I got to give you a little shade, a little. I wish I had more of an insight of Lucas. Because I think people, Vinny, I don't know if you know this or not. You know Bobby is not Lucas's biological mother. No, nope. yes, I didn't know that. Just like BJ Shadow. is not yeah. Bobby's daughter. BJ isn't, wasn't her daughter. Yeah. I hear Tanya. that too, yeah. But she's right. the only one, Cheryl she's the only Tanya. mother that, yeah, that Tanya. B, yeah, right. BJ knows, yeah. But see, I wish there was like, you know, when Lucas was talking about certain things. But I'm going to let it slide. But hey, General Hospital, 
I need Lucas on set. Okay, thank you. Um, but when she said, "Champ," I was like, "I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, I am done. Yeah. I'm crying." And then when Maxie was looking around and she started feeling her heart, and Felicia comes in, I'm like, "Call me, call me, oh. just call, just get me up the floor." When they had Elizabeth, and see, this is why, for me as an Elizabeth fan, I've always said this. I feel as though they, they, it's sad to say this, they really don't know what to do with Elizabeth on on her own level. So for her to do the art again, I was like, oh, my God, I'm getting vibes again. I'm getting those vibes. And when they looked at the sign, I said, what did they do to the sign? And when I saw that it said bodies and you see the little smile and everything, I said, this is going, this is, this is, this feels right because when you think about the show, and like you said, Kelly's was named after Kelly, Pat Kelly and them, and you had um, Aunt, Aunt Ruby take over, and then like you guys said, like over the course of years, people have come through those doors as the owners, wagers, and all that stuff, right? But it's been kind of a Spencer-like function. And when that, I'm going to cry, um, like I kept thinking of all those body scenes in the, at Kelly's and stuff, and I said it makes sense. And this ushers a new era because for over 40 years, we've only known that as Kelly's. Now we're yep. going to know it as Bobby's. And that's just, that choked me up a little bit. I was like, I said, yeah, this is, this is, I don't compare tribute episodes. I really don't because everybody does it differently. But I feel as though, for me, this is why I said I needed for them to wait until after the writer's strike to do it. Because I felt as though they took the time to get Bobby right. Like, they got got this. Use, again, her history, which some shows, sometimes they don't do that. But... I, I really do appreciate what they did for that show. And like I said, those is, that is actually my favorite episodes of the year. No, what I don't is there, like about this Is show. there stuff you're not liking? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep it real short and sweet. <clears throat> I love Cynthia Watcho. I love Laura Wright. I'm not feeling this right now. Probably because I feel as though, okay, we're now going into that era where the gloves are going to come off. But I feel as though this should have happened a couple of months ago. So yeah. it's the pacing. Because rough the short, oh, I know that Cynthia Watchos is going to bring it. I've seen her in this style of acting. It yep. is called her Amy mm-hmm. Dutton Page. Yep, got it. Like, yep. To me, yep. with Carly, with Drew doing this, like giving Chris, I said, oh, so your personal stuff is, is overshadowing your financial corporation right. mindset. Okay, Drew. Yeah. Okay. And like Vinny, you said it. I even remember that. I was like, she got it in her clause where she can't. That's why they had her sign that termination letter. And I was like, yeah. okay, y'all think y'all it, smart and slick, but Nina's about to get you. There's points that this storyline, because I'm like, Nina called, called them and reported them for what they were doing. They did something bad. 
why is yeah. he being put out to be the bad person in all this? Um, yeah. I, I'm just, like, so conflicted. The Esme thing, real quick. Yes, I'm so glad she got her memory back. Woo, child, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, amen, praise, praise so Jesus. Still not caring about it. Um, <laughs> uh, Nicholas taking the baby. Um, you know, oh, wait, this was something else that I did like, real quick. I like the Nicholas and Spencer scenes. I like the Nicholas and Spencer scenes. Me and too. I gotta give a shout Me out. too, very much. I, I got to give a shout-out to Adam and to Nicholas because they watched old clips of Nicholas and Spencer's yep. relationship to get a yep. better understanding. Yeah. I'm just saying, that's sometimes what you got to do. But sadly, I will say it. What I don't like is the fact they ruined Nicholas for me. Yeah. That's, yeah. Just, that's the thing. And Laura, I don't know her. I don't know Laura. Who's this Laura? Who's this? Who's this Pete? Who's this? Who's this? Laura? That was very out of character for Laura. It, it was. That's why. That's why when John Liston was on the show, and I've been preaching to. I've been preaching. To me, this would make more sense if it was Kevin, because to me, Esme yep. is Kevin's niece. Yes, exactly. And I yep. don't want her to be like Ryan. To me, Kevin is the one who's supposed to be doing this, while Laura is getting upset as to, well, wait a minute, she did A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Yeah. Why are you yep. defending her? This should have caused a rift between Kevin and Laura. No offense. But it should have. I don't understand yes. why they're trying to make Laura into this person. I can't. I don't know her. I, I really and, don't. And I'm sorry, but with the and I'm going to call it obsession with the obsession that Kevin had with Ryan and trying to find a reason. Why is Ryan this way and why am I that way? Ken, is there something I can do to bring the humanity out of this man that he's so far detached from the Esme piece of it doesn't make any sense? That was going to be my lead off. Yeah, in my exactly. So, yeah, go ahead, girl. Yeah, but that, I mean, like to me, like, and I'm, I'm sorry, like the Gregory thing. Look, you wasted Gregory Harrison. He could have been Jeff Weber. I'm just saying. Could have been. We could have had Lisa's story. Um, my, uh, another question, and this is, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to take some things out. Why is Adam getting more air, airplay and air stories than Dex? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That makes like sense. Like you, okay, do you know something? Do you have intel into that one? I do. Well, I do. I cannot. I'm, I cannot share it on this episode. But all I'm gonna this. say is, look, I'll, wait look, till I'll we find it. out I'll, who Adam's father is. Hit, we know all I can say. We know. No, we don't. Problem with that. No, we don't. Yeah, problem. Wait a minute. This no, is the problem that I'm having. In all honesty, Dex has been on the show now for two years. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. Uh huh. We know he's military. And we know that Michael, by the way, Michael, hi. I haven't forgot what you've done, too. You brought Dex in on this. Dex refused to leave the mob life. He likes Jocelyn. 
You're trying to give me Zayda Smith vibes a little bit. Shout out to Jay Brandon, by the way. But you have not moved Dax in two years. Adam came on last year as the creepy guy. He wasn't supposed to be, you know, obsessed with Jocelyn because he saw her boobies. But you're making him more of a play than Dex. And I said this a couple of times. I'm taking certain things out, but I know that I can't because, well, <laughs> it is what it is. I said me personally in real time, I will not be surprised, especially what I'm seeing now, if we say goodbye to Dex before summer, like the actor, but they don't have an idea for this character anymore now that we got Adam. Just saying. Okay. Um, I can't. By the next time we do a show, I can release more information. What we know about Adam right now is all going to turn topsy-turvy in the next three weeks. February 6th is going to be very interesting in, as far as that piece of the story is concerned. Um, girl, who's, who's Dex's daddy? I mean, in a perfect world, in a perfect world, you know who I would have had than his father? Mm-hmm. AJ. That's who I would have said. That's exactly who I would have said. Uh-huh, and have him and Michael now, be brothers. Now, 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 here's the thing. Now, since I know how General Hospital is as well, you know who I would have as his mama? If I couldn't have oh. AJ as the father, you know who I would have as the mama? Please tell me, Faith. Yeah, it'd be Faith Roscoe. Me too. Yep, girl, yep, thank you. All right. Um, writers, Elizabeth and, and, and Patrick, Y'all can have these ideas. We'll take a tiny little check and little walk on roll. I ain't taking no um, check. I'm getting my demo. Full, full, full balance. My birthday's coming up. I want all pennies. Not all pennies, like pennies, pennies. I want my coins. Okay. I'm going to grab this mic now real quick. Oh, Lord. General Hospital. Elizabeth Patrick, pay attention. Your predecessors have basically destroyed Nicholas as a character. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except they have left little Easter eggs. If we suspend disbelief, you know, Anna and Robin have been dead and resurrected about six times. Robin was dead and resurrected, you know. So if we suspend disbelief, I am willing to go on a journey with you to redeem Nicholas. You have a talent in Adam House, Haas, however you say his name. You have a talent in him. The chemistry with Ava is fire, um, meaning more or less. The chemistry with Spencer is fire. I love those scenes. I was so utterly, mm, mm, I was so pleased with those scenes. What I am not pleased with is what you were doing with him as a character and what you were doing with Esme as a character. Here's the thing. You either need to, you either need to have her have the epiphany and have learned something from the experience of not having had her memory and battle within herself about what kind of yes. person she wants to be. I don't mind you bringing on Heather Weber to egg her on and things, but don't bring Heather Weber on to be the justification that she's just going to be psycho and then we're going to find a way to redeem her again in a year from now. 
because that story has already been played with now. It's, it's already been played multiple times within this one soap opera. If you're going to do Esme, you need to do it right. You need to find a way to bring Nicholas back on canvas. And if you want to make him face his penalties, God bless, I'm fine with that too. But I will, I will suspend disbelief, get him out of the trouble, and have him go through the emotion, have him do symbiotic going through the emotional journey of how to be a good and better person based upon who they are and their history and what is in their DNA. Okay. Well, I got Anthony, a, real quick. Hey, Anthony, what yeah. about this, though? What about this? What if that's not really Nicholas? Wait, say that again? What if this is not Nicholas? <laughs> oh, I'm fine with that, too. I am very fine and, with and that, when too. I say it's not a mask, it's not a mask reveal or anything, oh, no, 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 no. This is somebody who is trying to take over the Castan Empire within. And, try and has and been listen. working with Cyrus, pulling yep. together and have a backdoor relationship with Cyrus all this time because all that Austin, Mason, we're never going to hear about them again. Is anybody looking for, Mel, for Austin's killer? Are we ever going to no. hear from Mason again? No, no, we all know it. No. It's one of those dangling storylines that we're never going to hear from again. So have him behind the scenes having been working with, with Cyrus, and he's not even Nicholas. I am fine with that girl. Yeah. Very, it's very just, fine with that. He looks just like Nicholas, and, like, it's sort of, it's sort of like the prince and the pauper. The, the, you know what I meant, Piper. Um, girl, girl, please forgive me. Who was Nicholas's doppel, doppelganger way back in the day? Um, oh, who, who, Connor? Connor, thank you. Yo, wait a because- Hold up. Oh, oh. We just solved this. We just solved it. We just, ladies and gentlemen, here on Take Two Radio, we just solved y'all problems. The Nicholas that we're seeing is really Connor Bishop, who is getting paid from somebody to take over Nicholas's life to destroy within the Castellan Empire. Okay, I gotta ask, where's Charlotte? Um, I, and don't anybody answer me because I don't really care, except where Charlotte. Um, y'all started this storyline where Jake is going to have some memories and things is going to happen. Um, where Jake? Where Charlotte? Now, we'll here's see, we'll my see real them, we'll see them. We'll see them in June. We'll see them in June. June. Yeah, when, we're, cool. when, when the teenagers are out of school and watching and watching again. Absolutely. And then yeah. Cam will be back at that point. Oh, and I Jake can't wait until Cam all, comes yeah. back. Mm-hmm. Let's go yeah. on to the other stuff. Okay. We don't have much time. Yes, we will go on in two minutes. I got I got one more bone to pick because everybody basically said the things I wanted to say. I am and I said this already. I am so very happy. Could there have been more? Yes, but it doesn't matter. I am so very happy with Barbara Jean, um, Barbara Jean's send off. Um, There's one more bone to pick. Nobody's touched on, and I'm going to touch on it. People, Elizabeth, Patrick, please. Please figure out what personality Trina really is and who she really is, and do the same thing for her mama. I am so uh, damn no. tired of swinging back and forth with Portia and with Trina. I love Trina. I love Spriz. 
I, I, you know, but I am so tired of the pendulum back and forth. Is she understanding? Does she get it? Is she a bitch? Is she gonna? You, you, you gotta pick a lane and go with it with this char- with these two characters, because at this point, when Portia comes on the screen, I have my hands on the fast forward button, and I'm getting to the point when 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 Trina's on the screen, I got my hands on the fast forward button too, ready well, to get, ready to pull the trigger. To do, you you know they're getting ready to do the whole thing with Trina and Nicholas, probably go in Paris, something happens to Nicholas, because we all know that... Um, and he I mean, needs to take a break. You know, Nick, yeah, because Nicholas is, you know, filming Netflix. But here's my question. I, you know, I I feel as though they, they really don't know what to do, because sometimes, you know, things are in samples. But I just have one question. And Elizabeth and Patrick, by the way, Patrick is the one who gave y'all click, click, boom, by the way, because somebody asked me just now. Um, Patrick, Elizabeth, hi, it's me, Candace. Hashtag, where's Taggart? Thank you. Thank you. Okay, we really do need to move on. Let's go to CBS. We'll, we'll save days for the end. Um, we haven't heard much from David. David, talk to us about Bold. Oh, about Bold? Well, let's see. Well, Xander's causing trouble with Thomas and Hope, and he's trying to get Finn to Finn think more about it, and I think he's just there to cause trouble. Uh, I don't think he can do much. Um, I know, on the other hand, you know, Liam is getting, Liam saw the ring around Hope's neck, and he was being snarky with her there. Um, I'm hoping they get Hope, Hope and Thomas and a real swing of things and keep Finn out of, out of her way. Um, I'm glad that Eric is better. Um, my question no, is... No, 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 guys, no, 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 no. Yeah, David, David, what? before you continue, I am glad Eric is better too, but where is the fanfare around that? We... It, it, Go on, go on, go on. I'll, I'll explode in a minute. That's go on, David. Go on. My, my question is, though, that do you think that the powers that be kept what his illness was too close to the vest because they didn't want us to know what it is really he had? Because I, I really didn't know what he had. I mean, they do one thing. That says it's one thing and then... No, I think that this is a storyline that they wanted to to wring as much emotional um, investment at, out of it as possible, but they really didn't have an outline that they were following. When you build and craft a story arc like this, you need to have a beginning, a middle, a red herring, a flip, a trip, and then an end. And I think they had the beginning... And the fact they knew he wasn't going to die because he's not leaving, thank God. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I, we're going to have a little bit more John McCook. But they didn't fill in the middle parts that they needed to fill in. Yeah, because I, I, I think I'm, that made me, it made me a little ang- angry more than anything else because I didn't know what was really going on. Just that 
that he this, was sick. This is the okay. That's so it. David and Candace, tell me if you agree with me or not, Vinny, you you as well. This is the kind of storyline that should have been centered around an anniversary or around some sort of special event. They should have pulled in people like Leslie Kay. Um, and so many others. This is the kind of storyline that could have been celebrational in its heartbreak for Bold and the Beautiful. Mm-hmm. They they set it up, they wrung our emotions, and then they left us to hang and dry out in the sun without any, any real emotional payoff for it. Vinny, go. Yeah, I I have to agree. It's like you have a month a month's worth of programming centered around one family, one, you know, one story. But yet, honestly, it felt like a letdown. Like, you let the, you know, you have the surgery, you have the experimental procedure, you know, uh, Ridges, Ridges, uh, you know, wrestling with the uh, decision, going back and forth, saying my dad was ready to give it up, he's fine, you know, and going back and forth, and it's like, okay, he made it through surgery and just now he's home, and, like, yeah, it's, it's happiness that he survived, but where's Bridget? it could have been so much more. Where's, where's Bridget? Yeah, where where's Felicia? You know, come on. There, this, if you're going to do the storyline. should have been there. Yeah, you know, and with all the Zooming that was going on during the pandemic, people were Zooming into soap operas. That they, you know, they, there are ways to give us yeah. to give us the emotional payoff that this kind of story deserves. This is not a story that should be in off, what I call off year for Bulls and the Beautiful, because it is. It's an off year for Bulls and the Beautiful. This is the kind of story that is supposed to arc you into the next phase of what Bulls and the Beautiful is going to be, and it fell. A completely flat, in my opinion. Candace. Yes. Yeah. Hello. Hello. <laughs> okay. So there's a couple of things that I feel about the storyline. One, I think, I think this was a storyline that was set up because, and I'm just going to say, this is just me. I don't know anything, but when they were uncertain if the actor was going to renew a contract. Yeah, yeah. Um, because, case in point, you know, there's a there's a guy over at uh, the other CBS show, they did the same thing with him. Um, uh-huh. when, you know, where you just didn't know which way they were going to go at until the actor renewed their contract. And I think that's, that was the case in this situation. Because, again, we were over here, and even me on Soul Party and me, you know, everywhere else was talking, saying, you know, if John McCook decides to leave, you know, we understand that the storyline was supposed to go a certain type of way. But, again, Mm -hmm. because of something that may be going on behind the scenes, it turned the story into a different, you know, went a different direction. And I literally, I stick with that. I really do. I don't know anything. I just, to me, it's just you started the storyline out of the blue. And it could have went to, uh, you know, a special look back at Eric Forster, the man, the myth, the legend. You could have done a fashion show where Lauren and Sheila could have finally saw each other. Yeah, Bo, I'm so mad at you for that. You could have did all of that. I think the icing on the cake for me was Mm -hmm. obviously seeing Susan Flannery, ladies and gentlemen, in the best two seconds of daytime ever. Thank you. 
And I'm like, okay, so he is going to live. And But even when I said, you know, like we found out he's, you know, he's healed, I still don't understand why Bo can't do a Dallas with the war of the Ewings. Instead of the Ewings, it's the Foresters. Because Rich made a decision. Where's the other kids at? To me, okay, mm-hmm. Bo, this is, again, you said the kids was on safari. Okay, you were probably trying to reach out to a Leslie, to a Tracy, to a Justin, a Jacob, to get somebody to come back. You had Ashley over there. She's still over there, by the way, because I saw she used to post the videos and stuff. You could have really made this a family dynamic, and I just don't understand why you didn't go there with that. Um, and, again, my- I'm sorry, but I have to be I'm, – I'm the one that beats this horse every time we get into these kind of storylines. We're both. Again, it was the perfect opportunity to bring up Rich. You ain't his son. Biologically, you know, you could have brought back. <laughs> all right, all right. So in the in the because the other two shows have got some really good stuff going on. Candace, girl, you always know you are young and the reckless girl. So talk to us, cool. girl. So on on the young and the reckless, the only story that really matters to me to be honest with you, is this Claire storyline. Oh, yes. Claire has been, quote, unquote, deprogrammed from Crazy on Jordan, who was in jail. But she creeping. She's inside of Claire's mm-hmm. head. She calling and saying, you made the wrong decision. You chose the wrong side. You were supposed to be with me. First and foremost, Colleen Zink better be up for guest performer this year for the daytime Emmys, because if not, I'm going to have an issue. Because when she said, look at me, look at me, hey, 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 it's always been me and you, you're going to listen to me. I'm like, the, I'm like, is she brainwashed? Like, she control her like that? You got Claire mm. over there trying to figure out where does she belong? Does she belong with Victoria? Does she belong somewhere? She don't know. She's so confused and lost. She just wanted to know if she wasn't Victoria's daughter, would Victoria be doing all of this? Hmm. Good question, Victoria. Victoria Victoria is like saying, you know, once Claire is, is, you know, is okay, she is going to be a part of this family. Victor is like, no, the hell she ain't. Mm-mm. Not today, Satan. Nope, nope, nope. Victor is the only one that's kind of like seeing right through everybody right now. And yeah. And here's the thing about Nikki. Poor, sweet Nikki. So, Victor, so... Okay, last time we were here, we say Jordan held Nikki and Claire captive. Nikki right. pretended to be drunk, but that's when Vic, Victor found out she had been drinking at the ranch because, you know, they, they have nothing but booze there. So Claire was given a, a, a drug to, like, kind of relax her, a sedative. And I'm like, dang, that's yeah, – Jordan ain't no – she ain't playing. So anyway – so then, you know, they got out. But Nikki, because of her post-traumatic stress disorder, what she said in the meeting, she can't give it up. Once you have a taste of it, it's stuck with you. So homegirl has been behind closed doors getting drunk. She she ended up at the at the at the G, GAC, you know, the you know the athletic club. Nick was there, but Nick didn't see Nikki. Nikki was flat out drunk, but Lauren did. Mm-hmm. Lauren helped her out and everything. So now we met her new sponsor named Steph. Not Steph Rollins, 
Yeah. But stop. Yep. <laughs> okay. Played by a birthday boy because today is his birthday. Happy birthday, Brian Gaskell. Um, Gaskell. Um, so Steph is like talking to Nikki and everything. And by the way, I'm not putting one. I'm keeping my eyes on him. I think he's shady. I'm I sorry. Yeah, Me I too. I, I think there's something off. Me too. I there's think, definitely I think something off. There's something off. Okay. Well, um, I, I, yeah. I, I, wait, I got to say this. The, the weird little chick mannerism and the facial expressions give it all away. You know what? Welcome to Jordan's son. Mm. Oh. Mm. Oh. He somehow is oh. like, I'm, I'm sorry. I feel as though he's something connected to Jordan. I do, too. Me, too. You can't shake a feeling like this. And, Josh, if I'm wrong, I need to be right on this. <laughs> okay, Josh? I mean, seriously. Because it's like he's too invested. He's coming off a little, not like creepy, but it's just there's something about him. But it is kind of creepy, though, if you think about it. It is kind of creepy. I mean, you know, it, it, it reminds me of um, Dawn of Day. What was that guy from Dawn of Day? Oh, yeah. oh Shiloh. 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 Shiloh, yeah. yes. There's, yeah. a, there's a Shiloh-esque about the performance that's being given. You know something. There's something. There's something in there. There's and Brian, oh, there. Brian, welcome back, baby. Brian, welcome back. You came on full force. I'll give you yeah. that. I'm not that invested in you yet, but you came but on full I'm force. I'm seeing something. I'm seeing yes, something. Yeah, me too. I'm seeing I'm something. Seeing so guess what yeah. else, y'all? Guess what else is I'm seeing? And I can't believe it. Uh, uh, uh. Daniel Romilotti. I thought we taught you better oh, than dear. this. You grew up with your father, but your father ain't, ain't no different because we'll talk about him in a minute. But you got Heather yeah. saying, oh, let's relive the good old times. And so, you know, they slept together. Yep, they did. Okay, public service announcement. Um as a Daniel and Lily fan, I am really upset about this because and here's I the am thing. too, girl. I am okay. too. This is going to be a, a thing for me. As much as I love Young and the Rosslers for giving me Daniel and Lily and Cricket and Danny, I have an issue, though. It's nice that you brought them back together. It really is. It warms my heart and soul. However, it is 20. Let me see. When you guys did it, it was 2023. It's now 2024. I need a reason why this go-around is different than the previous times. I need, as a fan, I need to be reinvested in the grown-up versions of these couples. And when I say that, it's because Daniel and Lily, I fell in love with them when they were young loves, right? Just yes, like okay. Elizabeth and, and right Lucky. Right there, Candace, hold up, hold up. Yeah. Because both of them have been through a tremendous amount of pooping. I can't say the S word. They have been through life experiences, and they, the writing that's given to them at the moment is not – they should be talking about the poop that they have been through, and, and that should be building, and that's all left out. If we're supposed to assume it, then give us a little Easter egg here and there that, that, that leads us to believe we're supposed to assume it. 
you can't just pop them back and the chemistry is there without addressing the fact that they have lived lives, married other people, had children, you know, supposedly killed people. There's been a lot of stuff that's happened. Well, here's the thing. One couple is doing that. Does because okay? Here's okay. I'll say I'm going to use Danny and Cricket. If you are a fan of Younger and Russell's '80s, '90s, you know darn good well what I'm about to say. Danny and Cricket was the Ken and Barbie of the show. Okay, she was the fashion model. He was the rock star. I was going to say Jim, but I can't never think of that guy's name. So I went for Barbie and Ken, okay? Um, and then, you know, he, he made some decisions. She stayed. She made some decisions. She became the lawyer. She married Paul. He, you know, went ahead. He became a father. There was this woman named Phyllis that derailed their whole life. So the question has always been, if Phyllis was not there, would Danny and Cricket still be together to this day or would something else happen? Okay, they did oh, that's a, a lot, lot to think about. Right, because because you got to think about it. Phyllis just because Phyllis has, has derailed two couples on this on this yep. show, and it's like that's and we'll get to Phyllis in a minute. The second couple, you mean Nick and Sharon? Sharon, yes. Yeah. And okay, the thing is, yes. So with dating cricket. Let's be honest. If Phyllis was not in Danny's orbit, would Cricket have married Paul? Nope. I'm asking. Mm. I'm asking the question. Nope. Would she have married Paul if Phyllis was not even in the picture? Not to say that somebody else wouldn't have come along for either one of them to right. provide another spoiler, but without Phyllis, the Danny, uh, the Cricket Paul relationship would have never gone beyond friends that respected each other, became colleagues, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. I mean, because let's be honest. Paul was the, was the shoulder that Cricket ran to for uh-huh. stability, for the world still turns, the world is still here, even though my world has been exploded like one of those planets you see in Star Wars. Yeah. Or Pluto. Yeah. But, and yeah, that, or Pluto. Yeah, shout out to Pluto. We miss you, little planet. We miss you. Anyway, um, that, that's the thing. That's always been the thing. So now, years later, you know, Cricket is now single, and Danny is now back in town. And it's sort of like, okay, is this the sign of starting a new romance? But you still got the same person over there who is trying to derail because she doesn't have anything better to do. So you again, like you have to show me that yes, I'm reliving the '90s, but I need to see something in Danny, not Cricket, not Phyllis, but Danny. When Daniel, Heather, and Lily let the record show real quick. Daniel and Lily got together. Okay, they were together. But they really got closer after Cassie's death. They mm-hmm. were each other's first real love. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then, and then they grew apart a la Kane, a la Amber, a la da 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 And they drifted apart. Mm-hmm. 
And then you had Crazy Lucy, Sheila's daughter, by the way. Sheila, I'm, I'm sorry, Daisy. No, but real Be quick, with I, Candace, because you can't just say Allah Amber and, and leave it at that. Amber left a wake of destruction oh, yeah. that was epic. Well, we, I'm, I'm, just, epic. I'm, trying to, I'm trying because we don't have much time. So we got, because, you know. Yeah. Because here's the thing. No, I but we have to when, highlight it, the Amber yeah, I mean, piece even, of that even was Daniel epic. and Abby. Daniel and Abby, Lily, Joe. Oh, Daniel and Abby was a sneeze. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, to stop it. But then you have Heather, Adam, <laughs> she said to stop it. <laughs> Heather and Cam. But, like, Daniel and Heather literally, like, and I had to think about this. I was like, how long were they together? And I was like, mm. It was a hot minute. Like, I probably blanked out because, you know, I was, I was, I, yeah, I was, I had issues. So, now it's like, okay, you brought Daniel back. You kind of was teasing that something major happened between him and Heather because Lucy kind of was like, you did say some certain things here and there, yes. But with Heather, I'm like, something's not added up. And I feel as though, Josh, you dropped the ball on Heather. Because to me, I always thought Heather would be the one to act like her Aunt Patty Cakes a little bit. I thought that when yep. you saw Lily, too. I feel as though, and again, Crystal Khalil, she, I believe she's had her baby now, okay? That derailed the storytelling. However, again, what I saw is so just because Heather and Daniel was together for a long time and they had their issues, but Daniel and Lily was also trying to work to being together. I don't know. I don't, again, you needed to show me why Lily and Daniel worked this time around instead of me being a fangirl. I'd be like, oh, my God, my couple's back together. No, you need to let me fangirl because I'm Come like in 2024. This is the real life problem. This is the real life problem. They don't know how long any heirs are going to stay. So they're writing in the moment, not writing the Bible, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they're oh, yeah. writing for as as long as they have them. And, and I get, you're, you're in a rock and a hard place, but you know what? Write anyway, and we'll pick up the pieces as we go along. Yep. It's yep. the same thing with the Tucker storyline, too. So, Honestly, you, you, you know, you just keep throwing things at us to see what's going to stick. And, and, and <laughs> David? Yeah, um, I mean... My, my my thing is with it is Heather is in love with the man that Lily created, not the one she created. She likes the new version, and that's all on Lily. It's not on Heather. So she, I think, uh, I think Heather um, might show her claws once Lily resurfaces or. That may be one of the best statements you have ever made in my tenure on Take Your Radio, folks. You, I have not thought of it that way, but the minute you said that, I realized, oh, my God, you are right. She is, she is enamored with who, date, who he is now because of Lily rather than who he is at the core of the person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, 
David, look at you sneaking in with some intellectual crap on Take Two Radio. I you go, boy. <laughs> Vinny? Um, with with Y&R, um, I have to say that I'm intrigued by the entire, basically by the entire story that they're telling with, with Victor's family, with the Newman family. Um, in terms of uh, Daniel and Heather, I'm honestly just learning about their relationship, but it almost feels like, honestly, it almost feels like the daughter, uh, forgive me, I don't remember her name, is kind of setting that up. I don't, I oh, don't yeah, know Lucy. whether... Lucy? Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, yeah. I don't know whether or not that would have gone through either one of their minds, except for... I believe it was New Year's Eve when they fell asleep on the couch and Heather kind of cuddled up to him. And mm-hmm. uh, maybe she was the one that kind of put it in Lucy's and then the whole thing, oh, well, mom's on her way over to make grilled cheese and then we're out of cheese. Like, I, I don't know. That just kind of seemed a little hokey for me. Um, but I, I, I'm still, like I said, I'm still getting known because I don't know their history. Um, All right, I'm going to do my cleanup thing, and then we're going to move. Here's what I have to say. Young and the Restless, Josh, you know, powers that be, you've always lived very well with Nicholas in the space that he is. He is not Victor. He's not Nikki. He's in this weird space, and then there's Victoria, and then there's Adam, okay? Nicholas, we can ha- Nick, we can hang with. Just, you know, make him shirtless as much as possible, but that's just a side note. Um, Victoria, Victoria has become the Elizabeth, General Hospital reference, Victoria has become the Elizabeth of General, of the Young and the Restless. You need to define who Victoria is, what Victoria wants, what her no. We can't go back and, and reclaim her from, from yesteryear. But you've got to define who she is and what she means going forward. She cannot continuously play the back and forth uh, you know, ping pong game that she's playing it, 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 as a character, or we're going to lose all the way, God forgive me, but basically the way we've lost our investment in Phyllis, we're going to lose our investment in, in Victoria too. Clean this up, clean this up quickly. Um, any other final thoughts on Young and the Restless before we move on to Dave's? No, All right. No, no, no. Hearing none, Vinny, this is your show. Bring it on. <laughs> what are you loving and hating with Dave's? What you, fill us in on the last two weeks, and what are you loving and hating? Well, you know what I'm loving with Dave's right now is I'm absolutely loving, after, especially after today's, it, it's almost like they finally found the – correct story for Harris right before he's ready to leave. I um, know. I like, know. Thank you. Thank like, you. Even with this morning and him talking to Clyde, I'm like, this is where Steve Burton shines. I'm like, it's, you know, I'm, I'm so excited he's come back to GH, but it took so long to get him finally in, integrated correctly in Salem that, you know, like now, it's you know the scene with him and Clyde was absolutely fantastic. I was you know I loved it. 
I love how I'm hearing Emery. I'm seeing Emery real next year, but go on. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I, I love what he was doing with with Lucas and and um, and yeah. Kate and how you know. I thought it was a little bit overboard with with uh, uh, Lucas. You know, when they when he and Kate first met with him to see if he would be their their informant inside, and you know, he's like, you know, let me just put it on that because I don't want to be seen as a snitch in here. You know, like that was a little overboard. Um, why would you call your mother a loser? Um, but outside of that, oh, there's I, so I'm much happy. history there, though. Okay, well, I yeah, okay, I'll I'll there take is. your word so for that. There's so much history there. Um, I I'm getting very I like the scenes between Chad and Everett and and Leo uh, last week um, where oh, yeah. that was just absolutely it was funny like. Chad and Everett kind of have this working, um, working respect for each other, and they're, you know, trying to feel through it. Chad's still upset that Stephanie's not with him anymore, and you know, and Everett wants Stephanie to be with him, um, but she's not. She's not ready to pull that trigger. I, yeah. I, you know, I'm, I, I like, I like the uneasiness at times. I did like Chad and Alex talking, um, you know, when uh, Chad was out playing pass with his son and, you know, they start playing monkey in the middle. I liked Alex coming up and asking for advice. Um, I, you know, I was not expecting um, Teresa to overdose or, or to uh, fall off the wagon and, and you know, get high. I, I was not expecting that. Um, because, you know, Kate's, you know, in, in the juvenile rehab facility for 30 days where they can't visit them. Um, I just, I wasn't expecting that, but that's only because I don't know the history so much. Um, but I did like that Alex called Brady and they were, you know, Brady, they were kind of working with Jada to find, to, to find her. Um, I mean, in a nutshell, that storyline is, you know, I, I was kind of wondering why Kate and Holly were kind of put on the back burner so quickly. Like, you know, Holly being go, going uh-huh. to Italy while she's still in a coma yeah. and Kate going to the Juvie facility. Um, I'm what like, okay, they've been here, they've been there for like three months. Why, are, are they like done? Um, but I, I've heard they're coming back. So, I mean, that's not, um, it's their run is not over, but I mean, in a nutshell, days has been okay. Um, I, I'm just, I'm just kind of happy that they finally find a groove for Harris, only for him to leave in a few months. I, I, okay, there's so much that you said that I want to respond to, but I'm going to hold off because time wise, David, go ahead. Okay, um, I'm enjoying. The, oh, we only have a minute and a half, so I'm enjoying this take. In Holly's story, it's one of the best since they had J.J. shoot Theo. That's my Yeah. Candace? Candace dropped. Okay. Her phone so died. I'm going to close this out. Um, yeah. I agree with Vinny 100%. They, they finally found Harris's group, 
and we already know he's going. So the investment value is is yep. not lost, but it, it is a, a lot less than it would have been if they had found mm-hmm. this group six months ago. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have to say I have to say one thing. Um, <laughs> I love Greg Burkhart. I do. I do. I love Greg Burkhart. But it's time to send Leo away for a while. Come up with another story to bring him back. But it's it, it time to send him away. Huh? Yeah. I just yeah. said you yeah. can't miss him if he doesn't go away. Okay. That's true. Um, on the Lucas front, you just my advice to Ron is go back to the Sammy Lucas Austin carry days and, and pay attention. Go back to looking at some exchanges between Lucas and Kate from back in those Ten days. Because you – if you you need to fix Lucas, you need to fix Lucas. Um, we'll be back in two weeks with some amazing storyline conversations. Thank you for yep. always tuning into Take Two Radio. Thank you, guys. All right, have a good night, everybody. Get connected with Take Two Radio on Facebook or Twitter at Take Two Radio. For email updates on future shows, follow at Blog Talk Radio. For previous episodes, upcoming guests, and more, visit TakeTwoRadio.com.